Pets Are Love with Brent and Jeff. Good evening. Welcome to the Altar Life. We are in our parable series tonight. I'm Jeff. I'm Brent. Get the introductions out of the way. We're going to be talking about the parable of the rich fool tonight, and why not just jump right in? I pity the fool. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we got to rip those out. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Luke chapter 12. If you guys have your Bibles, we'll just read a couple of the key verses we're going to be honing in on tonight. Um, Someone from the crowd cries out to Jesus and says, hey, Jesus, teacher, tell me I'm brother to divide the inheritance with me. And he said, man, who made me arbitrator over you? <laughs> I love this man. It says, and he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. That's our jumping off point tonight. Covetousness. That tonight's episode is you can't take it with you. The parable of the rich fool. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about covetousness and um you know continuing on our parable series jesus follows up the statement that jeff read at the top of the show you know take heed and beware of covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses and he goes on and tells a parable and um to explain what he's talking about and uh that's what the parables were all about to help illustrate a point um and you know just saying that one sentence, Jeff, that you kicked the show off, you know, just thinking, you know, already there, I'm already convicted, you know, I, we, we can say, well, I don't covet my neighbor, I mean, my neighbor doesn't, like, my neighbor's house is less good than mine, I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, he says, in all humility, yeah, right, <laughs> but that, that mere just attitude, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have it, like, you know, we look down our noses at people like, man, you know, he needs a haircut. Yeah. It's almost like we're, we're have that critical <laughs> Why did spirit. Why you look at me that way when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> we have that critical spirit, don't we? And we're always looking at other people and com- doing the compare thing. And um, and oftentimes we want what we don't have, right? We want the thing that we see, and it could be materialistic. You know, at times I've coveted the relationship or a spiritual relationship I thought some other person had. Um, like, man, I wish that I had the prayer life of so-and-so, you know, not a horribly bad thing, yeah. but when you really drill it back and you really talk to that person, it's like, how do you have that amazing prayer life? He's like, I don't have an amazing prayer life. I fall asleep every night, every morning when I try to pray. <laughs> yeah, but you make the effort, man. You know, it's like none of us have arrived, you know, yeah. and what we have is just the dispensation of the grace that God gives. You know, he gives liberally to those who ask and, um, you know, we don't always have everything right yeah. but but god loves to give good things to his people and he gives us stuff that that we think he thinks we should have yeah i mean you look at the examples in scripture god's not against riches at right. all look at like moses um abraham, abraham. <laughs> like loads of Dude, stuff loaded so it's job god even like arranged it so he would go places get caught in trouble and then to get out of trouble people would throw money at him you know like when he goes to egypt and he lies to sarah and everything and uh, or he tells Sarah to lie about who she is, and they're like, the the curse comes on like Pharaoh and the harem or in his harem or whatever, and he's like, just get out of here and take like all this extra stuff with you. So he's like, he's like just making up like a bandit basically. <laughs> so it's not that. It's not. I mean, it's not. But that wasn't what Abraham was pursuing. He's not like, hey, we're gonna do this. We're gonna get a lot of money. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't his goal. You know, there's a difference between having and longing and wanting. You know that covetousness. 
And, um, you know, Paul, that's one of the things that convicted him, he says, in, in one of the epistles. So, And let's do a little drill tonight. Let's do a little exercise, right? Um, I'm not saying get up and touch your toes. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, just kind of think about, just if I were to say real quick, you have, five, you have less than five seconds to answer this question, right? So you have to think quick and respond with the first thing that comes to your mind. Think about something you don't have that you want, you know? You something popped in your mind. I know, I know it. Something popped immediately in my mind of something that my heart is coveting. You know, it's I don't have it. I want it, and I really wish that God would just drop it in my lap right now. And um, you know, and oftentimes when we have that pursuit, when our life's pursuit is about the thing we didn't have, you know, we're obsessed over the thing we don't have. When we're planning and plotting and organizing our lives to kind of achieve or get the thing that we don't have. Um, Where's God in that? You know, where is our faith? Where is um, Jesus in that? You know, Jesus should be the the love of our life. He should be the focal point of our hearts. Um, if something takes its place, takes Jesus's place, that's idolatry. You know, that's putting something above God. And so often, that's an easy thing for our hearts to do: is to to slowly, subtly put something else in that place. Um, so tonight as we read through this parable and we see what Jesus describes, we can relate that to our heart's condition tonight. He's talking about the parable of the rich fool tonight, and we're going to get into it in this segment. Jesus um, responding to a question that is shouted out. and It's kind of interesting if you look at the, in the context. He's, he's talking about, you know, confessing Christ before men. You're, you know, you bring, he goes through a couple different things. You know, he's, he's really getting into it. Talking about the fear of God and, you know, God knows the numbers of the hairs on your head. And, he's, you know, he's getting real, real deep here. And right in the middle of it, someone shouts out, hey, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. <laughs> and Jesus is probably like, dude, I'm talking here. <laughs> like, he's like, what? man, what you doing? <laughs> I like that last song. That's what he says. He's like, man, who made me judge or an arbitrator over you? <laughs> man, what you doing? Probably like, you made me lose my train of thought. Come on. Take heed, beware. He knew the guy's motives. You know, it always. It, it, I love when it always says like Jesus knew the thoughts of their heart and knew, <laughs> you know, when the Pharisees were thinking things. He's like, and then he like answers the response of their internal question. That must have freaked them out. You know what I mean? Like when when they're thinking, who can forgive sins but God? And he's like, so that you will know that the powers that Son of God has power on earth to forgive sins. You know, I love it. And Jesus just, he cuts right through all the garbage. I know they're probably like, how did they not like believe him? I know. After all the things that he did. Anyway, um, that's a whole other episode. (laughs) Um, Verse 16, he speaks the parable, the parable that we've been uh, talking about tonight. The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself saying, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? It's a good problem to have. And I think it's funny because the, the first sentence of that is the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. Did I have anything to do with the rich man? No. Who made the crops grow? God, right? right? Yeah. And he sets the story right from the first sentence. And the guy starts getting like the the me monster going. <laughs> He's like, I, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? You can just circle all the eyes, me's, minds, the the holy trinity of mankind me myself and i (laughs) and um he says uh i will do this i will pull down my bards and build greater 
and there I will store all my crops and my goods, and I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Boom. Uh, Jeff, I like that one verse when you were reading the, the parable where the guy was like, eat, drink, and be merry. It's yeah. kind of like the American dream, isn't yeah. it? Like, That's, everybody talks about that. That's yeah. where it came from. It came from the Bible, everybody. Eat, drink, and be merry. It's, it's an American way. Yeah, we like it. I like it. Yeah. I like eating. I like drinking green tea, iced tea, mm. which is in my hand right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you mer- like being mer- merry. Merriness is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we don't use the term merry. Like no. me- merriment. So it's like, <laughs> how you doing? I'm merry. I'm merry. <laughs> You're yeah. getting married. What? You're, you're merry? I'm Jeff. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's great. But anyway. thought, and then God look, kind of cuts through his little, like, I'm so awesome rant. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> and it's not like, hey, idiot. It's fool. Meaning, you know, when the Bible says when, when someone is a fool, it's they, they know there's a God and they say the opposite. They say, no, no God. No, thanks. And that is a fool. That's the, by its very definition a fool. Not like Mr. T style fool. Where it's just like, you're stupid and I could beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of application to this parable and we are going to continue. And... Going back to the beginning of the parable, you know, Jeff said, when you, you know, kind of pointed out that there was a rich man yielding lots of crops that he had nothing to do. He's probably might have been a good farmer. Yeah. You know, might have knew how to grow the crops. I mean, there is an element of you got to plant the soil, you got to water, you got to do all that stuff. But God's the one who yields, you know, produces the crop. Yeah. He could turn off the seed if he wanted to. <laughs> um, but the next verse is kind of interesting, too, because the guy's like, I got a problem. I got so much stuff. He's like, I, he thought, what am I going to do? And he's thinking to himself, what am I going to do with all this stuff that I didn't actually, that I did, that I didn't actually produce? It's it's an interesting to, to apply that to your life because there's so often times when we have stuff. Like we, we live in America. We got so much stuff. I mean, and then we have problems because we don't know what to do with our stuff. So then we rent rooms. <laughs> at times to yeah. put our stuff in so that we <laughs> it, it's crazy how much stuff we have yeah. you know in, in America and we're brothers and sisters around the world who um, are in some countries where like they wish they had you know anything it's like I wish I had food I wish I had uh, another pair of shoes that didn't have the soles were completely gone you yeah. know I wish and so there's a perspective here, but this rich guy who's got lots of stuff is trying to figure out what to do with the stuff he has that he never that he's been given by the Lord, and and it's it's very um it's like he's in a hoarding mode here. Yeah. It's like, I mean, how many poor people were in this world at this time that would have appreciated a little bit of corn thrown their way, yeah. a, little, a little bit of crop, you know? Um, but yet he's trying to stock up. You know, the horde. It's yeah. more stuff and more stuff. There's almost like a an attitude of um, forgetting about anybody else but myself and what I can get. And, man, is that speaking something to your heart tonight? I mean, for me, it is because... Um, even the stuff I go out and get a new thing. I look at the old thing that replaced the new th- that the new thing replaced, and I'm like, I don't really want to give up the old thing. I 
you know, it's it's mine. You yeah. know? <laughs> it's like oh, I broke it in. This is yeah, like, it's like this is cool. I mean, it doesn't work anymore, but it's still it's still mine. I still want to keep it. So you throw it in the drawer, and then like years later, you haven't even. It's like old news, but still, we get attached, you know, to the wrong things. Um, what does that look like in the God's kingdom? There's nothing you can really do to prepare to rock. Do you prepare to eat a delicious meal? No. Are you hungry? Then you're going to eat it. And I'm hungry for rock 24-7. The Altar Life. With Brent and Jeff. And we wanted to invite you to check out our website, www.thealtarlife.com. If you'd like to hear what Brent and I had to say, inspired by the Spirit, about the parables, um, there's also stuff on there that might not be spiritually inspired, but it's entertaining. (laughs) What else can I say? Hey. Brent and I don't have the problem with too much stuff, especially when it comes to the altar life. Um, and our website, it's not too crowded. You can navigate pretty neat, nice and neat and check out all the stuff that you can find on there. Like our most recent episodes and our blog, which hasn't been updated in like a year and a half. But it's okay because we're busy getting more stuff. Uh, <laughs> Are you saying, Jeff, that no one's going to want to cover no. our website? <laughs> no one's going to oh, want to I wish cover. I had a website like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, such, it's so funny. Like we... We try to make more money so we can buy more stuff. Then we need more money to maintain the stuff that we get. Yeah. It's hilarious. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was Kingdom of Comfort by Delirious. And it's time for our unbelievable segment tonight. We love this part of our show. Hopefully you do as well. And you can check out our website for more unbelievable topics. Tonight's topic is something we were that Brent had hinted at earlier in hour one, and it is the idea that we have so much stuff that we actually pay people to keep our stuff for us <laughs> because we don't have room to keep our own stuff, and it's storage. Yeah. P- professional storage or just like neighbor storage, you know, hey, you have a big garage, can you like hold my extra bike with the banana seat that is like <laughs> oh, it's, I'm going to sell it sometime when it's vintage and I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to work on it and then I'm going to get it all working good <laughs> and then I'm going to sell it for 20 bucks. Alright, show of hands. How many people out there have these projects that they're they're going to get to eventually? <laughs> it's like, well, I figured it, if I kept it, then uh, eventually it would be worth money. Is it yeah. worth money now? Is it really like... <laughs> Are people going to want your junk in 10 years all of a sudden? Who knows? What is that big, like, 100-gallon tank? Well, I'm going to get fish. <laughs> well, <laughs> when? Well, I don't know, but I'm not going to give the tank away because, you know. I really like the little submarine guy that I have. That I He needs some friends well, something. I'm going to get fish, but I'm allergic <laughs> to him. So maybe in, maybe later. <laughs> I was allergic to fish. It's, it's all, like, it's cracked. Stupid. <laughs> like it's like just a piece of garbage. Like, you're not ever getting fish. Just yeah, sell seriously. the tank. Get one when you get the fish. <laughs> it's like that show Hoarders. Have you ever oh watched like goodness, the people that are yeah. like, well, why do you have all these newspapers? Well, I might need them. Why? Why would you ever need it? It's not even like a you know Someone like a might big ask day me in history. What happened on April 10th, ni- 1997? I might have to pull that out and look it up. I'm gonna have to look it up on Wikipedia. What happened on that day? I don't know. But <laughs> but storage is amazing. You know, we pay people to kind of keep our stuff. And, uh, you know, sometimes we have friends that are willing to open up their their empty space. Yeah. You know, 
some friends actually have space, which is kind of the opposite problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not It's not a problem, actually. It's a good thing, but uh, they're willing to free... <laughs> free you can have that corner. Yeah. Like, Sweet! More stuff! And you just load it up and throw a tarp over it. And you're like, this is my living room. You can't have tarps here. <laughs> What's in that corner? Uh... I don't know, some, some one of my friend's stuff. <laughs> my wife and I live in a really small place, and there's not a lot of storage. Um, so we have, But thankfully, we're on the second floor, so we have the attic. That's I'm waiting for the day where our ceiling caves in, because there's so much stuff. There's more stuff above our living quarters than is actually in our living quarter. <laughs> it's going to happen. I know it is. I look, at, I look up, and I swear I see, like... Like nails coming through the ceiling, like from like the boards, probably like weighing down. I don't know. The nails hanging on the wood. <laughs> I know. It's like ready to burst. Hold, brothers. Hold. <laughs> All the nails are like uniting together, trying to keep things together. The classic stuff picture is like when you go to co- when you know for those of you who went to college and you had to pack the car for yeah. the trip out to college and you just had bungees and bungees and like you know <laughs> you know I always picture the horn. <laughs> All right, see you later. We're leaving. <laughs> it's just the can you see out the back window, son? Um, You're squeezed in there in the back seat. All your stuff's there, and you have the little tiny space in the seat. You have, like, that one long piece of something that comes all the way up to your windshield, and it's, like, right next to your head. Uh, stuff will never make you happy. And like Jeff said, you know, having a lot of stuff isn't necessarily the sin here or the problem. No. You know, the problem here is that he's, he, he decided he was going to knock down all his barns and build up new ones that were bigger so he could hold all the crops. And what was the result? He said... Then I'll say to my soul, inside of me, soul, you've laid up so many years of stuff. It's like, so take it easy. <laughs> Eat, drink, be merry. Just relax. Be, kick back. It's kind of like, you know, stop, stop working hard. Stop, you know, stop trying to, you know, do, the, do your job. And, you know, you've, you've hoarded everything. You know, just take a chill. Hang out. Know, relax. Yeah. That's stuff. That makes you happy, right? <laughs> you got stuff. What more do you need? Eat, drink, be merry. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like a heart perspective that changed there. You know, it was like I'm gonna hoard everything so that I'm that I'm set. You know, I'm I'm good. You know, I don't need anything else in my life, including God. Yeah. I have my stuff. That's all I need. Like, I can just eat, drink, hang out, be merry. What's you know? What's else, what else is there to do? And God's like, you're a fool because tonight you're gonna, you're gonna die, and then what's gonna happen with that stuff? Does it matter? At the end of the day, is it? Does it gonna matter? No, it's not gonna matter at all. Yeah, all your family members are gonna fight over it in some lawyer's office, and all the they, you thought they loved you, but they really just loved your stuff, just like you did. You taught them well, Dad. Um, we're in Luke chapter twelve tonight, talking about the parable of the rich fool. The episode's title is "You Can't Take It With You." And um, in keeping with that, Brent, you know, was talking about how the reason this guy, his error was when he got the reason he wanted all this stuff was so that he could do nothing and like be content on his own. Yeah. And um, I think that's just that's one of the lies that the enemy uses in our life is that we can outside of God find something that's going to ultimately satisfy us to a point where we don't need anything anymore. And that is it's crazy I mean for my for myself for for anybody you know everybody out there that struggles with sin you you ultimately think that you're gonna kind of get get that satisfaction and it's gonna be like okay I got you know that's yeah. good I'm set whatever and what it does is it leaves you emptier so that you continue to pursue it and pursue it and pursue it and it doesn't satisfy and then you're stuck 
this guy thinks that he's got it all figured out because he believes the lie that by attaining something, some possession, some material uh, gratification of some kind, that he's going to ultimately achieve, you know, or arrive at like the end and be content. And that is that the only way that can happen is with God in control. And when you pursue God, he's the one that ultimately satisfies. So this guy's sin and the sin of covetousness is thinking that God isn't enough. I can find ultimate satisfaction in something else. And eventually I'll get to a point where I don't need anything. And it's not true because God created us with desires and created us with a hunger that needs to be filled regularly only with him. And, uh, yeah. You know, it's just something to think about. It, it's interesting because, you know, when you buy into that lie and you, then you don't have what you think you need for that I've arrived moment, you worry. Yeah. Man, I don't have it. And that's where the fret and the worry and the anxiety and all that and that that drive comes from that's unnatural that wants to just accumulate. <laughs> and, um, you know, Jesus goes on even after the parable. I love it because he says, you know, don't worry about your life and what you're going to eat and the body and what you're going to put on. You know, life is more than food. <laughs> that should be somebody's bumper. <laughs> life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. It's I should life. put that on my refrigerator just to remind myself every yeah, day. I mean, or on every, on every Chipotle restaurant that I drive by. How often do we think that life is, life is all about that stuff? Tonight's episode, you can't take it with you, the parable of the rich fool. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. We got a few more songs for you before we say goodnight. And... Um, we're really enjoying this topic. Hopefully you are as well. Last verse in this parable, Jesus sums it up. He says, So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Because, you know, it's where you store your treasure. Where's your treasure, right? <laughs> um, that's where your heart's going to be, right? And we, we've had uh, several Alter Life episodes kind of resonating with that concept. But um, here again, Jesus is going back to the heart. He always goes back to the heart issue, right? He always goes back to challenging the, the motive, challenging where our hearts are at, what our internal um, desires are, you know? And so often or not, not when we're sitting down with the Word or we're in church or, you know, and we kind of think we're good and, you know, we start reading the Word. Oh, it's a nice story. The guy, you know, he... He built some barns and he stocked some stuff. And you, know, you, you kind of take it at face value and then you start really praying and meditating on the meaning. And Jesus starts speaking to your heart. I mean, it starts becoming a spiritual issue and he starts weeding out the dark stuff. And um, he starts picking apart. He says, how about that thing? You know, is that thing more important than me? How about this? Do you treasure that more than than me? You know, you know, give give that to some, your brother who's who's really hurting and suffering. Don't you trust me? Don't you trust that I actually am the richest person, the richest thing? I, I can just create riches if I want to. Like, do you believe that? You know, and that that should drive the motive of our actions in our heart. And um, if we really did believe it, you know, I think our lives would look different. Yeah, and I like that uh, the Bible didn't always have verse and, and chapter breaks because if you know Brent hinted at where it, it, Jesus goes with this whole thing. And it ties completely together if you look at it, because he says, you know, consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn. You know, this guy is talking about, I got to build up bigger houses and barns to keep all my stuff so I have food to eat. And he says, you know, and God feeds them. Aren't you of more value than the birds? What are you worried about? Why are you pursuing this with all your desire 
and all your strength and all your passion when you should pursue me. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. Isn't it funny how the Bible ties together that way? A nice little bow. Huh. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. You'd think it was all written and inspired by one person uh, or something. <laughs> you'd, think, you'd think it'd be inspired. Yeah, no, it was just like 60 random people who decided to get together and write this fictional tale. It's like Picasso, you know? It was just a piece of paper and they threw like paint against it and called it art. <laughs> I don't know. Not true. Not true at all. Word of God. And thank God for the Holy Spirit in our lives. You does a work that's so faithful in pointing us to the truth and pointing us to Jesus and... And also not in a way that's like, you know, I feel convicted tonight, but in no way do I feel condemned because I know Jesus is there. He's going to help me understand how to apply this to my life. Only You Make Me Happy by Crystal Myers. It's yep. good. It's good stuff. Lots of happy songs to close out the night. It's a good thing. Yeah. Because sometimes we do a show and we're like at the end and we're, there's like this like almost like serious, this, somber, like despair feeling like, okay, now what do we do now that we know this truth of who we are? Now we've been like laid bare before the holiness of God. So like, we're like... Have a good night. <laughs> Until next week. Everybody's listening like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> I'm going to cry myself to sleep now. No, I'm just kidding. I'll tell you what you do, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the word. The word is speaking, you know, and, you know, we, we strive, you know, I live in, I'm most of, spend most of my day in corporate America where we have positions and titles and status and you know, getting FaceTime with the boss and like <laughs> all these, all these things. It just, at the end of the day, it just doesn't matter. It's just so empty, and it's, you know, and our hearts go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that. I, yeah, I, I, oh, I, w- I want to make that that. I want that promotion so I can get that bigger house, so I can store more stuff. Like I want that. You know, stop it. What are we doing for the kingdom? Where's where's our hearts at? You know, let's let's gut check that tonight as we read the word and. Um, and ask the Lord to shine his light, you know, he's, and he's gentle. And he says, hey, about, you know, let that go. It's not, it's not, I'll, I'll be faithful there and trust in him in that stuff. Yeah, I mean, take God's rebuke as it is. He says, when your soul's required of you, who's going to hold on to all that stuff that you save for yourself? It's going to end up, you're not going to take it with you. And that's what we're talking about. Take heed, beware, because life doesn't consist of the abundance of the stuff that you have until next week be cool cats live for christ the altar life music truth real period